Hey there friends, welcome to 500 Seconds to Joy. I'm your host Stephanie and I want to let you know that it's possible to show hospitality and to host in any season of motherhood and I brought on a popular Instagram personality and home chef Abby Turner on the podcast today to talk about this and she is incredible. She wrote a book called The Living Table, Recipes and Devotions for Everyday Get-Togethers. So let's chat with Abby Turner. I'm excited, everybody. Abby Turner is a popular Instagram personality, home chef, and writer of A Tabletop Affair. And she has a new cookbook, The Living Table Recipes and Devotions for Everyday Get-Togethers. And I love that your cookbook weaves in scripture and cooking and it's all of it together and beautiful photos. It's just lovely. And I'm excited to have you here today, Abby, to talk with us about The Living Table and just really sharing your heart behind this cookbook devotional and letting us know a little bit about you. And then we're going to get into some tips for hosting and keeping it simple because us moms, man, we got to keep it simple. (laughs) So let's start with getting to know you just a little bit and then let us know the heart behind your devotional cookbook that you've written. Yeah. You know, I think that I have lived the majority of my life with a ton of people. I grew up, I had a big family. I went to college and lived with my like six best friends. And then I hit the real world and it hit real hard. Um, I was so lonely and I really thought that the reason that I was lonely was because, um, I wasn't married or I didn't have kids yet. Um, but quickly the Lord showed me that, you know, it's not necessarily about having a ton of people, um, like in your family, like your family unit, it's not about the husband or the kids or the, the size of your immediate family, but it's about the size of your community. And it's about kind of the, Mm -hmm. the quality of that community and making sure that you are investing in others and you are serving others. Because when we serve others, um, the Lord tends to bless us, um, right back. And so I, went out on a quest of how to find community. What does community really look like? How, what does biblical hospitality mean at its core? That is kind of a hot trigger word for some people. Hospitality is a spiritual gift and it is, it is said in scripture and, and I don't believe that it's the only, you can only have it by having it as your spiritual gift. I believe that, you know, hospitality is also a characteristic that can draw us closer to who God is, which, which means that it's a spiritual discipline and it's something that we need to cultivate and we need to exercise. And it is something that we need to learn, uh, because when we do, when we serve others in that way, then we are, um, better reflecting who God is. And so I, um, the Lord over the last five or six years has been really been teaching me about what hospitality looks like and how not only I can encourage those that are walking through singleness, but also walking through motherhood, um, walking through divorce, walking through the loss of a loved one, um, and how hospitality plays and how community is involved in every phase of life. Um, you're not lonely the only time you're lonely is not when you're single, you know, you can have three kids, you can have 10 kids and be lonely in your home. Um, you can, uh, you know, go through, um, a 
period of loneliness and getting divorced. You can go through a period of loneliness and losing a loved one. Like it's, it's a tactic that the devil uses to keep us removed from who the Lord is. And so that's why I wrote the living table, because I do not believe the table was designed for us to put our laundry on or our soccer shoes on, or right now mine has boxes on it. I, I really truly believe that it is, it is meant to be this kind of living vessel, this place that we come that activates the Holy spirit, that, that the, where the Lord shows up and where we can build intimate, deeper connection with our community. And so that's why I wrote the living table. I'm super excited. I have been diving into this theme of the table for, I don't know what feels like eons, but has probably only been a couple of years, but it's just so cool to see um, how the Lord has woven the table and community throughout scripture. And so pick up my book, I go read about it um, because it, it really, uh, some eye-opening little tidbits that you might have overlooked in scripture. Yeah. It actually reminded me of, oh, right. Jesus's ministry was eating with people. A lot of his ministry and what we read about in scripture is about food. And I think it's interesting. His first miracle was turning water into wine at a wedding feast, you know, a feast. And, and there, you know, they talk about, we talk about heaven as this banquet, right? And so food is central. It's key. It's critical in our Christian life. So I love that your book points to that. And I love that you talk about how hospitality, because it is a spiritual gift and I've taken that test before and, um, and it's cool to learn about your spiritual gifting, but you're so right that it is a discipline just like, you know, maybe I'm not as good of a cook as someone else, but I have to cultivate the discipline of cooking regularly because I have a family that I'm cooking for. Not to say my husband doesn't cook ever, but um, I stay (laughs) home with the three kids. So logistically, you know, I do most of the cooking. And so I think it is a discipline to be hospitable, to host. And if a mom listening is saying, okay, that sounds great, but you know, how do I do this in, in daily life? Like how, how do I take on that spiritual discipline if it's not their gifting or maybe it is, um, and, and really simply and joyfully host others. What are your biggest tips for that, for a mom listening? And maybe, maybe they're not a mom. So whichever woman's listening, mostly moms hang out here on this podcast, but, um, all lovely ladies tune in. So what would your, your best tips be for this simple hosting so that so we can be hospitable, so we can create that community and fellowship that God wants for us. Yeah, you know, I think I've, it's great that you said that because I think Instagram and Pinterest and our TV shows and per- personalities, celebrities have have made it so unattainable to be in the kitchen. They have made it so an unattainable to host and to serve people in your home. You have to feel like, I mean, even influencers get, we get, a, right. a, we overdo things. And so a couple of little quick tips that I would give to anyone and that I use in my personal life, because let me tell you, Instagram is a, a curated feed. It is our highlight reel. Yes. Um, I'm sure as, as moms, you know, that more than anything that, that when the kid smiles, that's like the picture that goes up. You don't, you don't mm-hmm. put up the picture of the kid crying two seconds before, but right. one, use your grocery store. 
the thing that I love about the Walmarts, the Kroger's, the Publix, the Sprouts of the world is they are doing so much of the work for you. And there's so much innovation going into um, the, the freshness of food and how to maintain freshness in food that it's almost sometimes fresher to buy frozen than it is to buy fresh, um, if you can believe it. And so I would lean into your grocery store. If they have sweet potatoes that are already chopped up, buy the sweet potatoes already chopped up. If you, um, you know, if you see the rotisserie chicken that's already pulled off the bone, that saves you about 10 minutes in the kitchen that you can use that. I just don't ever take for granted the, um, the importance of the people instead of the preparation. Yes, we have to prepare, but mm. in the moment, what, what did Jesus say to Martha? He said, stop worrying about what's going on in the kitchen and come sit at my feet, come be with your people. And so yeah. I think that we have to make sure that we are prioritizing the right things. And if the grocery store is going to help you out, I'm giving you permission right now <laughs> to, to lean hard into your grocery store and use some of those outside of the box, little quick tips and hacks. If you follow me over on a tabletop affair, that is all I do is spice up your store-bought. It is never anything from from scratch because the grocery store does so much for you and it's better than I could do. So um, I, I lean hard into that. Number two, I would say always have the table set. Um, I know that I just said that I have boxes on my table and so I'm not following my, my own advice right now, but it is so much easier to invite someone in and to say, hey, come sit down and have a meal with me if the table's already set. It goes back to that preparation. Make sure you're having, make sure you're prepared. Don't wait until the moment that God asks you to step into something to say, oh, but I forgot to do this and I, I'm not prepared for this. Put on that posture of obedience, sit at his feet and say, I can sit here and I can be with my people because I have, I've done the work ahead of time. Um, and the last thing, don't be scared to say it's a potluck. I think that Jesus gave us permission to call, you know, call a potluck a potluck. Um, when he said, hey, I'm going to feed 5,000 people. And guess what? I'm not going to cook anything. He said, y'all all bring the food. Y'all all bring the drinks. And I'm, I'm just going to bring the people. And so I think that sometimes it's more important to gather the people and say, Hey, everyone bring your favorite appetizer, your favorite drink or your favorite dish. And just have a night of appetizers, have a night of desserts, have a night of name, you know, your food group, but uh, don't be scared to call it a potluck because at the end of the day, I love that we can make food the center of attention, but that's not the heart that Jesus wants us to have. He says the people need to be the center of attention and the food just needs to be the conduit to get people, to draw people in, to get people there. And that's, that's what Jesus did. He saw Zacchaeus and said, let's go eat dinner. If he had said, Hey, I'm going to change your life. And I want to talk about your heart. Zacchaeus might not have, have gone to dinner with him, but Jesus said, no, I'm going to use food and I'm, I'm going to, use food as the entry point to talk about your heart. And I say in my book, the invitation to dinner might just be someone's invitation to heaven and you cannot take that for granted. And so if it's a potluck, if it's your grocery store, if it's setting the table, um, use those things to help you prepare for the moment that God brings someone into your life. Wow, Abby, that was definitely advice directed toward me because I was like, whoa, I always take on way too much. 
and I feel like I need to cook all the stuff if I'm hosting because I'm such an extrovert. I love hosting. I love bringing people together. Yeah. But then the, the cooking part is totally where I get hung up because I'm not a huge fan of cooking. And so I just feel so free. I'm like, okay, Abby, who wrote a cookbook, told me that I can make it a potluck. <laughs> so thanks for that permission. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And you know That's what? So I love I love that because so, so many people kind of put on me, oh, you're a chef or you're a you know, culinary expert. And I'm not, I'm just your best friend saying, take these shortcuts. There's a recipe in the book called a no bake cheesecake and it's got fruit and it's gorgeous. But the reason it's called no bake cheesecake is you literally buy the cheesecake at the store. And so it, it is quick and easy. It is something super fast. Um, but you buy that, that, that cheesecake ahead of time. And then you just add fruit to it. You don't even have to cook. That's amazing. I love that. I know I'm so grateful that I have your book and I can reference all these because I, now that the world's opening back up and we can get together with people more, um, you know, I really just long to host and, you know, it's just so exciting to have your book as a resource. I feel like it really is that it's a resource and just really quickly, um, you know, you include scripture, you make God the central yeah. part of your book, you know? So tell us a little bit about That's that right. before you let us know where you can get your book, where we can get it. Because, you know, I think everything we do here on this podcast is centered around God and, and his word. And I love that your book is centered around his word. So just tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I love, well, I love that Paul writes, um, in one of his letters that, you know, we need to be imitators of Christ. And in order to imitate, imitate who Jesus was, we have to be involved in food at the table with people. And mm -hmm. that's how he did the majority of his ministry. And at in one point in Hebrews, Paul writes, we shouldn't neglect hospitality. And I love that because in order to neglect something, you have to have previously had it, or it has to be within reach. It can't be something that you just, you know, haven't, haven't had the access to. Neglecting something means you have access to it. And so we all have access to hospitality, that characteristic. And so I, I pray over the living table that it would be this guy, that it would be dog-eared, um, because it really is broken up into five different tables that we see throughout scripture. The table that celebrates and parties, the table that serves, the table that welcomes, the table that, I mean, all of these tables have a devotion that go with them so that as you are, I know that it is not behavior for us to just sit down, crack open a cookbook and begin just reading the words. But in the introduction, I have a hosting handbook in there. And then I have these five or six different devotions that go throughout that go throughout the, the cookbook that dive into scripture around different stories um, that we can learn from and we can start to wrap our minds around what this biblical hospitality means. It is serving someone. It is providing a place at a, a seat at the table, a place at that table for strangers. Um, I think we get, we start using the words entertaining and hosting and hospitality all interchangeable. But the, the main difference is that with hosting and entertaining, it's all about the pride. It's impressing people. It's right. showing off. But with hospitality, the heart behind it is I just want you to come and I want you to eat at my table because there's a seat for you. And in order to do that, our, our table has to be cleaned off. Our doors have to be open. 
our arms have to be, you know, available to bring people in. And so I, you know, I hope that with, with the living table, it encourages people to throw off kind of this cultural stereotype of perfection in, um, in, in the world that says your table has to be, you know, this perfect farm table and curated with only the best fruit in a wire basket in the middle <laughs> and your yeah. food has to be on perfect platters. You know, uh, you've seen the pictures in magazines oh, yes. and it's like, that's not real. That's not real life. And it's not, I believe whole, at the bottom of my heart that vulnerability breeds intimacy. And that intimacy is, is the connection that God wants his community to have his church to have. And so in order to have that community within, within the church, within, you know, cr- believers, you have to take a step back and say, okay, I, I need intimacy in order to build that connection. And in order to, to breed intimacy, you have to be vulnerable. And sometimes the most vulnerable thing you can do is open up your home when there's a laundry basket on the floor, when you haven't vacuumed in days, when you have dirty dishes in the sink and people get to walk into your life and say, wow, you invited me into your mess. Now let me share my mess with you. Because we're not perfect people and we're not going to find another perfect person on, on this earth besides Jesus. And so, um, when we are able to sit there and say, I'm going to be vulnerable with others so that I can breed intimacy so that I can have a deeper connection with them so that we can impact people for the, for the kingdom. Like that's, that's where it's at. That's the purpose of the table. It's not meant to just be still and be, be over in the corner. It's, it's this living and breathing vessel that God wants to sit with us at. And that's why he says in revelation, Hey, I, I am, have prepared this banquet table. The last thing that last real conversation that Jesus had with his disciples at the, at the last supper was I have eagerly waited to eat this meal with you. And I believe that Jesus says that to us three times a day. I have eagerly waited to sit at this table and dine with you. And so with all that being said, you can find the book anywhere books are sold, Amazon, Walmart, Target, all.com. There are a few Barnes and Nobles that have it. Sometimes um, you can get lucky and find it in the cute little kitchen store, gift store around. Um, But Amazon and Walmart is where I'd start first if you want to get it. And then you can connect with me on Instagram and Pinterest and Facebook, all at a tabletop affair. You can find me online at a tabletopaffair.com. I do really fun Instagram lives on Sunday nights called the Sunday Supper Club, um, where oh, I talk I about it's tw- usually 20, it's usually 20 minutes and I make an entire meal in 20 minutes and it's super easy and girl, you better believe it starts with something store-bought. <laughs> yes. Oh, you're speaking so, my language, Abby. Wow. Thank you. What a powerful interview. Wow. I am so grateful that we got to have you on this show today and just that all the listeners get to learn from you and just hear your words of wisdom. I feel like this is one of those where people need to rewind and listen again because you had some serious words for those of us who are scared to host or maybe forget the meaning of hospitality. So thank you for coming on here and just letting us know what it's really all about, which is spreading the gospel and and bringing people to Christ and fellowship with other believers and non-believers and all of it. It's all so we can 
build up the body of Christ. So thank you, Abby. It was such a pleasure having you. Such a joy. Yes. So sweet of you to have me on. And I hope that everyone will give me a follow and, and come over and share their their culinary creations with me. <laughs> yes. I can't wait to hang out on a Sunday night with you. <laughs> that sounds fun. Yes. Thanks for listening to Mom's Podcast. Thanks for tuning in today, friend. I'm so grateful for you. Let's connect on my email list. Go to bit.ly forward slash monthly happy mail and we can be email besties. What do you think? Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for being here. Have a joy-filled day. Bye for now. Bye for now.